Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of The Real Hauntings Podcast. This is a really special episode. We have the biggest group of people we've ever had on the podcast. If everybody wants to go around and introduce themselves. I'm JJ Crable, <laughs> and uh, I'm the skeptic in the room. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. I'm here, too. <laughs> Hi, my name is Johnny D. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Devin, uh, Devin Tully. I've been on this show before. You probably remember me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I'm making names up now. Everyone else, introduce yourself. There is no Steph. I'm Steve. My name is uh, Uncle Johnny. It's <laughs> gonna be confusing enough. <laughs> I had time off my dialysis to come down here and do this podcast. And I'm your grandma's ghost. Hi, it's me, Hunch. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> hey, Noah. So many of you may remember Devin from Devin's Demons. It's been our most downloaded episode oh, uh, by leaps and bounds. Check um, it out. So yeah, if you haven't listened, if you're one of the few, or if you're a new listener, make sure you check out uh, his two-part episode. So no, let's go around and kind of get to know everyone. I think we have a few new stories we're going to hear, a few new perspectives. So Meredith, you want to start? Oh, sure. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> so like to begin with, uh, originally I was going to do this. I was going to tell you guys some of my stories and I realized, you know what? My whole house has kind of a, like a spooky vibe to it. Um, Ooh, the one we're sitting in right now. Yeah, exactly. Thunder, thunder, thunder. <laughs> uh, so, like, everyone who's lived here has had some experiences. And so, uh, I just thought we should all kind of tell stuff that we've gone through here. Thought it'd be kind of cool, especially because I think we live with kind of magical people. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, before we dive into that, I like to ask our guest on a scale of zero to 10, zero being you don't believe in ghosts at all. 10 being you believe in ghosts more than you believe in anything else. That, that's, oh man, because it depends, right? I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm exactly a skeptic. I'm a skeptic, I guess is the better way to put it. But I would say that I, I think that there are memories in spaces. Um, I think things hold on to memories. And I don't know if those are ghosts or not, but I do think they're real. I think we're connected in a way that the things that have happened to us affect us in the future and in the past. And all, all of those things are kind of blended in a, in a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey kind of way. Okay. What about you, Johnny D? Uh, I definitely believe in ghosts. I think it's stupid if people don't believe in ghosts, actually. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not to be, not to be like, I don't know. I don't think it's that weird to believe. But this is what's weird because I believe that, that, that ghosts are ghosts and they're ghosts because they're stuck in this world and they have to pass on. Like, I don't exactly believe in an afterlife. So that's what's really contradicting to me. Mm -hmm. But not everyone who dies, I think, is stuck here as a ghost. Yeah. So that's super weird to me. But, but I don't know. But yeah, I 100% believe in ghosts. Oh, that's interesting. So you believe 100% in ghosts, but 
you don't believe necessarily that they go from another plane from this planet. Well, they have to though, right? Here. Like, yeah. I don't exactly believe in like a heaven and hell. I don't think there's like, you know, a hell. I don't think there's a heaven exactly, but there has to be something, right? Because ghosts are going somewhere. They're not staying here the whole time. But I don't know what that, what that is. But they're definitely, ghosts are definitely real, for sure. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I personally don't, I, I don't really believe in believing in anything 100%. Like, even like gravity, I like to say is like a 99% for me. Yeah. Um, do you believe that you don't believe in things 100%, 100%? You know what I mean? Like, do you 100% no. believe that you believe That's in things no i mean because like even even that like i try not to believe in things 100 percent. so i don't believe that i don't believe in things 100 percent because i know i rely on things i know subconsciously like i believe in stuff um i just my personal philosophy i try to not believe in anything 100 percent. yeah but can you dunk a basketball 100% 100% I can do <laughs> I can absolutely do <laughs> Provided it's like at floor level. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you guys uh, perhaps have heard some of my experiences. I've had some pretty concrete things happen to me. And I've also had things happen um, to me pretty regularly. So I'd say it's on the uh, higher, on one of the higher scales of things I believe in. So I'd probably give it like, an 8.5 with like it would be a nine if that all i have to do is recognize that there's something to call them ghosts per se Mm -hmm. um i think i it it defines them too much and i don't quite know what they are and a lot of people call things ghosts that like you know don't act the same and i think there's a whole spectrum so i try not to define it because I feel like if you once you define something, you kind of like lock it into your like belief system and the things that you think you know. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep a bit of an You'll open reframe mind. everything. Yeah, yeah. And that, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, Kat, wait, what about you? Where are you on this? Oh spectrum? yeah. Well, I feel like I used to be super religious, and so I feel like I was like ten million in yeah. like spirits and okay. like God and that kind of thing. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast, I'd probably be like. Maybe I was five or six, but now I feel like I'm a little bit less. Well, actually, wow, I'm super decisive. After our last podcast, um, I feel a little bit back at five or six. So yeah, what about you, Noah? Um, I would say before the podcast, probably a three, just because I did have an experience, but I don't really know how to quantify that experience because I was so young, even though other people saw the same ghost now since we've heard all these stories i would say probably a solid five or six i definitely i definitely lean more towards that there's something out there and people are experiencing it if not why do we have so many people that have stories and why are there so many similarities to the stories we hear yeah um it's not like all these people are getting together and you know writing their stories before they come onto our podcast and make sure there's similarities or are they Talk about your house, and you guys all live here, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Devin, uh, Johnny D, me, and our other roommate Cole, who is not here but has also had experiences, oh. uh, live here. And now our new tiny baby Ren. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's not a very big house. I'm going to start there. Uh, but something to know about the house is the house is built on um, uh, the front lines of a civil war, uh, the battle for Atlanta. Wow. Uh, This is like literally, if you look at the maps, uh, this is exactly where the Battle of Atlanta 
that happened. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, this house was built in the 1920s. So it's about to reach its centennial. Yeah. So it's it's kind of an older house for America. And it's also built on like pretty historic bloody ground. And I don't know what any of that means, but it's stuff that Devin and I have discussed at length. So it's just a part of this. Oh, she's the mother of my child, by the way. Hello. And yeah. my uh, romantic partner for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> actually my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So for me living in this house, I have my hauntings before this. I don't know what's real and I don't know what's not, but I get night terrors and that's the first place I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, for a long time, I would get them. Uh, when I started dating Devin, he noticed this thing following me. He would see this. Go ahead. Well, I want to give someone else credit because I feel like this thing was hiding me from me for a while. I, I was first ticked off because her night terrors, um, she would just get them. But after a while, when we were together, um, she would start hitting me. Like she would in my get sleep, them. in my sleep, yeah, yeah, unconsciously yeah. hitting him in my sleep. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But the thing is, but it, she would like look really angry at me and like she'd even like hit me in the face sometimes. Afraid. And then she'd like wake up, still be kind of angry for a second. And then once she realized what she did, she'd feel really bad and stuff like that. Oh my God. This is- <laughs> but a lot of people who were like, um, like I used to get those. I used to get like uh, things in my sleep, but then I'd also see the same things in the daytime sometimes. And like, you know, there could be a psychological explanation for night terrors. I will totally accept that. And Meredith is a very anxious person. But oh. I also... <laughs> I'm also an anxious person. Um, I also noticed that a lot of people, specifically um, people who are targeted by what I like to call demons, um, which I don't know that they're necessarily called that. And a lot of things can be called that. Just let's say hostile entities tend to share that kind of night terror experience. You know what I mean? Um, like you just mentioned our, our mutual friend, Kyle, who sees like, maybe I don't want to tell his story, but he sees something very specific, like uh, um, a really and- hairy chest. <laughs> <laughs> Floating, not connected to anything. <laughs> just like, um, yeah, just a, of hair, just coming yeah. right <laughs> A voice that just says, lick it. Oh, God. <laughs> God, where are you? Um, but yeah, um, anyway, like, so I started to think that maybe something uh, was after her. But like, why I started this whole diatribe is that she said that uh, I thought someone thing was following her. I actually think something was hiding from me specifically because our mutual friend Lauren Mm -hmm. didn't take over from here is the one that actually kind of pointed this out. And they did like a ritual to kind of cleanse me of the connection to the demon. Yeah, which again, my experience is I would never have done anything like this or known about this uh, by uh, I'm a physicist. I'm a scientist. I don't necessarily buy into a lot of this stuff, but I will say that after they did this, I stopped having night terrors um, wow. for periods of time. It came back uh, a little later, but it would come back to me in periods of deep anxiety. But if Devin would do a ritual to get rid of what he thought was the demon, I actually started to feel better. Mm-hmm. So I I can't say 100% because, you know, causality, who knows? Yeah, but still feels a little placebo-y in your head. 100% could be. Um, but it was interesting to see it happen. Yeah. What does that ritual entail? Um, well, it's a little bit of an improvised one. Um, to me, a lot of this, uh, (laughs) spiritual, um, a lot of these, the spiritual stuff really just, uh, plays to what you can put your personal faith and energy into, you know what I mean? So like, 
for instance, like uh, people who are deeply Catholic, their exorcists will work. Like there's also a there's also a uh, a ritual to get rid of something called gin in the in the I know in India. Is that Japanese? Know, okay. Uh, yeah, gin or what we people sometimes call genie. You know what I mean? They're, I think, like another cultural name for like the same kind of thing or something that can be the same kind of thing. The whole idea being that like if you can trap a djinn, then that they can make something happen for you or something like so that. like genies? Um, that's what people call them now, but they're actually called djinn. Um, but they'll do a ritual because they, they believe that djinn are attracted to empty spaces. If you have a place of like a house that has a lot of energy, people are looting living in it and then all of a sudden that becomes a vacuum like or, it's abandoned for a while or like a lamp or like a lamp, a genie lamp? <laughs> what? I don't know <laughs> um, but they have a ritual like you know um, the Mayans uh, and the, the shamanic practices of the Aztec they have a ritual Native Americans have a ritual for like clearing out hostile entities and stuff yeah. like that um uh, but when, when we were talking to Lauren, she's like, something's connected to Meredith and it's hiding from you. And then I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. That's why she keeps hitting me in her sleep. Um, and so I looked at her and I kind of like looked at her with new eyes. And in the window behind her, I could see this yellow mask. It looked literally like a mask with like no eyes. And it was just hovering in the window. But as soon as I looked at it, it flicked away. Um, and you've ever seen this? I've never Meredith? seen it. Um, I think it's just the way it appeared to me. Uh, and Lauren also said that she felt like it was connected to her family, like it was connected to her mother and specifically her grandfather, like mm -hmm. who was, um, you know, rough, a rough guy. <laughs> yeah, rough guy. Um, so you could also say Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny D, yeah. are you Italian? I am Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Italians are we're good looking though. Italians are really good looking. Really but we're people. really, really there's like it's the inbreeding. It's the inbreeding. Yeah, yeah. Like I was talk, I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, Italians are really loud and annoying. It's like, no, we're just mentally disabled. <laughs> wrong Listeners, we'll post a picture of Joni D. And if you think you can email us at realhauntingspodcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't I'm single. We could talk about ghosts against a bunch of spooky adventures, ladies. <laughs> can we do a spooky dating show like a bat, like a not batch? Or, or we can do it like a bat show. Oh about some, like, yeah. a dating show game where we'll have like contestants. And then, okay, I'm going. But they, no, <laughs> they can only be into like there has to be like a spooky date. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, if they yeah, get yeah. scared out of the date, I'm six three. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> He's so tall. So, he's so <laughs> tall. Italian stallion. That's for sure. I think Meredith. Sorry to cut back so. Far. <laughs> no, that was it. That was the end. I think Meredith has a lot of intuitive energy. Um, so, like, I'm also completely adhered to the fact that, like, you know, maybe these things affect psychological uh, aspects of us and to, like, just address it in a, in a kind of concrete way to, like, do a ritual, maybe, like, tells your brain, gives it the command to, like, let go of certain anxieties. Maybe that's it. And I will completely, like, accept that. Um, but at the same time, I think Meredith is a very intuitive person. And a lot of times I think the people who are very, like, energetic and, like uh, attached to these kind of things can use that same same energy to either block stuff out or attract it to them. So when she's kind of gone through existential crises or stuff, I've noticed that she's like attracted things to her. Like the second time that you were about to mention. Which time? When we lived in Beltsville. Oh, and the candle? 
Wow. You can tell. Oh, I'm just like, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you want yeah, to. Here it is. <laughs> um, so I had a, um, I had been teaching in Baltimore and I had gotten really, really depressed after, after teaching. It was a really hard year for me and I was in kind of recovery mode, but I had been going through kind of what Devin would describe as probably an existential crisis. I would describe it as an existential crisis. Uh, and uh, so I'd, I'd gotten to a really dark period and I was alone at home. And I just kept falling deeper and deeper. And at one point, as I was sitting alone in the room, a candle was thrown across the room um, and it shattered. Like it was, it, it hit with such force that it shattered. Was it in like a glass thing or just mm-hmm. the wax itself? Glass oh, okay. container. And you were there by yourself. I was there by myself. And, uh, and I was like, okay, maybe it just fell or something. There was no way, like I, I, I tried rationalizing it in any way I could, but I couldn't. This candle was thrown across the room and it shattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Devin got home, I told him and he, before I even told him he could kind of feel it in the room, he was like, oh, when he came home, his shoulders came up and he just looked, he looked anxious. And so I don't know. And he actually got rid of it again. And I started to lift out of, the existential fog, which I had been in for months at that point. So I can't hundred percent say that that is again, I can't hundred percent say, but I do feel like there's something to it. I do think that ritual get, if you give something that kind of power, it affects the world. You know, you put energy into the world and it does something. You ever like, you ever like be skeptical, skeptical of, let's say like, uh, uh, a skeptic of something in yourself or maybe like a person you're like oh this person's like not really an asshole he's like a good guy you know whatever and then like start thinking about it more and the second you like it's like from like how i met your mother the second you break that glass you're like oh shit this is all i can like see and think about and does this is kind of like it becomes real once you think about it once you really say it and i think it's the same with like ghosts and spirits and stuff yeah. you know i feel like the more like 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 there was stuff i mean we'll, we'll talk about it, uh, uh you know later but there was stuff that happened today there's stuff that happened yesterday in yeah. the house yeah. and even even us like i made a joke and i was like it's gonna be a spooky night because this is bringing so much energy oh my god i so honestly gonna be i feel gonna be a spooky night. Yeah, yeah, i yeah. feel like a sudden change of energy just now honestly yeah and maybe they're barking at something else or turning and looking at something else but i i've instantly gone like this i don't know it since i was spooked a second ago or what but like shadow different. sees no ghosts shadow Fact sees nothing <laughs> um, <laughs> rangar sees ghosts i yeah, think yeah, yeah. rangar's more too right? and, yeah. and tower does tower's a cat our, oh, our, yes. These are our pets we're talking about, and two dogs. One of the dogs has no intuition, and the other dog is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have always exp- suspected her of having no intuition, but then we took in a dog one time, and that in our old apartment, and that dog would look and bark at the same things that I would see, and I was like, okay, this dog can see stuff. Yeah, yeah. but Shadowfax never faces. <laughs> Again, I want to like derail. Actually, I should, but um, uh, there was something that happened today. That I was skeptical about. We'll finish your story and then we'll talk. Yeah, let's about work up to our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, that is that is the end of Beltsville. Though I I, well, I do feel like go ahead, Devin. I do have my side. When she came home, I was looking around for this thing, and I you know I felt icky, but um, I didn't see anything as because I I don't know when I turn it on, I can kind of see a little bit. 
um, until I went into the bathroom and I looked into the mirror and Meredith was standing behind me. But when I looked into the mirror, I could see standing behind her was this like gray. It looked like a huge man, but like way too big, like an eight foot man that was like four feet wide. That was just like gray, just a gray silhouette just standing behind her. I was like, oh, there it fucking is. And basically this, the, uh, the, um, then this is a helpful thing. Like if you feel like something hostile is around you, like what I like to use, what's a good mantra. And you really like just put your belief into it. You say, are you of the light? And are you here for my highest good? You say that three times. <clears throat> Sometimes if something's around you, you'll feel like a rush, like either like just the room will open up or you'll literally feel a wind. That's a good way to do I it. I thought it was going to be some kind of weird ghost cuck situation. <laughs> you just have to fuck his girlfriend. <laughs> Wait, so Meredith, you don't see the big gray I've, man. I've never seen that. But if I'm to transition us to everyone living here. So that would be, I would say before living in this house, that was one of my only experiences with the candle. That was it. I'm about a, uh, when you're your childhood house? Because I always, there was some creepy stuff there. That house is it's just, it's everyone is very toxic. It's just a house for <laughs> toxic people. But, but that can affect the, the the spirituality of the house. It's true. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, could. Yeah. I, honestly, I will not get into it because it is a lot. But uh-huh. this house, when we moved into it, um, I have had more experiences in this house than I have ever had in my life. Um, <gasps> and, I'm so nervous. Well, and to add to that, when I got pregnant with Ren, which was about a year ago, because yeah. he's now two months. And he's sitting right here with us. He's sitting right here with us. He seems so, so, so good. <laughs> such a good baby. I know, in like five minutes, he's going to start screaming. Um be his story to tell. <laughs> Ren, really? Wow. Um, but we moved in and right around the time I got pregnant, uh, the energy and the activity increased as well. Um, and it kind of increased until the baby was born and then it sort of fell off a little. Um, well, it fell off after he came home, he came home and it was very active when he came home. Mm -hmm. A lot of like, a lot of weird stuff was happening and then it fell off again. So, uh, for me, the first experience I had in this house was a little bit before Ren and or pregnant with Ren. And I saw, I thought I was asleep. I thought I was asleep and I could have been, but I thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye, like a bunch of shadows on the right side of uh, the sofa. Uh, and I, I, I thought I imagined it. So I went, I went to bed. I walked all the way over to the bedroom, which is in the back of the house. And once I got into the back of the house, uh, I laid down for about five minutes and I startled awake. I wasn't asleep. I was awake, but asleep. And I still can't know if this was a sleeping state or an awake state. But I looked up and I saw about 10 people, I would say, standing in front of me. (gasps) Were they Um, like silhouettes? They were a little clearer than silhouettes. I could tell like gender. Uh, I couldn't really see clothing or specific features. But it was like these, these like 10 very stationary there was no movement they weren't moving their hands or their faces or their bodies they were just standing there um and this was in the back room where i sleep um wow i told devin and he said he felt something that day too what did you do when you saw these people in your house i was startled but 
I went back to sleep. I would go under the cover so fast. Yeah. You turn on the light. I would die then. I didn't because I actually, when I woke up slash was asleep, awake, whatever that was, I, I knew they were ghosts. I knew they were ghosts. Like I inherently saw them and went, oh, <laughs> I can't do anything about this. Yeah. And then I fell asleep again. Do you get sleep paralysis? I don't get sleep paralysis. Well, okay. So to, to be clear, I was researching this. If we go, if, if you go through a REM site, if you go through an entire sleep cycle, you should hit REM and then everyone goes into sleep paralysis. But it's when you wake up and have that in between, which mm-hmm. is called night terror. So, if I have my facts straight... It, no, night terrors are a little different, because she moves when she has night terrors. Right. Oh, my night terrors, I actually, in Baltimore, <laughs> I ran out into the street screaming. Oh, or my tried God. To. That was so fucking frightening. <laughs> he, had to, he had to grab me at the door. Yeah. It was really bad, because we, live, we lived in, like, not the best part of town, so I, I really no shouldn't... Good part of town. Shouldn't have really run outside. But, yeah, no, night terrors, typically you don't remember them either. I couldn't actually tell you okay. what any of my night terrors are about. Mm-hmm. I've never remembered remembered it's oh one um yeah, you have the same thing I, I, I so again we'll, we'll do when we all go around but uh i never my night terrors are i don't remember anything about the dream thing i do it's just it's me waking up screaming 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 about nothing because I, I have no idea why i'm screaming and i haven't gotten them in in years there was a short you know, and again, we'll get into all of it. Italian but, high five. Italian <laughs> high five. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know why. But it's it's and it's not like like me and Meredith always do this thing where it's like we'll experience something and we're like, oh, but it could have been. I could have been this. It could have been this. Like, mm-hmm. but like when something kind of really, you know, like 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 jogs you enough to really kind of think about. It, you're like, it's got to be. It's got to be. Like I've had nightmares. We've all had nightmares. I've never had a nightmare where I like go up like like perpendicular and just. Scream mm-hmm. like just your your like it's crazy it's so weird it's yeah. so weird and yeah. I'm not a violent person yeah uh, I I have in my sleep hit Devin I know it I've woken up doing it and I'm like what the hell is happening right now because I have no idea what I'm protecting myself from because I know that's what it is yeah, yeah my dreams are protecting me from something and I cannot put my finger on it but to be fair I also have not hit him in a very long time in my sleep uh <laughs> I'm on my best day. behavior <laughs> yeah uh go ahead oh no that's it not since we did that clearing have you hit me I mean she's had night terrors um but she hasn't hit me since that uh, one night with Lauren and fewer night terrors too like I'd say way way fewer yeah, way fewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, a recent guest on Jess who actually reminds me a lot of Devin with her experiences. They're very uh, visual and and a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and she's open to seeing ghosts in a lot of places um, when she travels and stuff. But she has night terrors where she will sleepwalk and just like start yelling and it freaks her roommates the fuck out. And like when she was a kid, she would walk into her parents' room, get like right up to their face <laughs> and just scream as loud as she could. So, I mean, it's that's one thing about this podcast that I didn't know we would learn about is all the sleep stuff. I expected the ghost supernatural stuff, but mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of us that are sensitive to this stuff also have weird, freaky sleep things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, my, my friend's uh, wife... Uh, when she sleeps, it happens a lot when she's drunk. If she's drunk when she sleeps, she'll um, yeah. talk in her sleep, but she'll speak in tongues. 
Oh, that's wow. crazy. It's just super cre it, it's it's not another language. It's not it's not English. It's it's she if you try to do what she's doing, you can't do it. Like it's so crazy. And I have no idea <laughs> what that <laughs> I don't know what that means. I recently it's had a Harry Potter someone. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> she handle snakes too in her sleep or just you know, I don't know how Well, I recently had only someone. my friends I recently had someone close to me say that she started talking in, in tongues I mean she's very religious too but she's like been praying about it for a year and all this stuff and um, she's been praying about talking in tongues yeah because some people see it as like a spiritual gift but, you know it's the things that the disciples were able to do when they didn't practice it or something like that because I know everything about the Bible man where's JJ when I need <laughs> yeah <laughs> where's that yeah anyways um, and she said that other people that she knows whether they're like ministers or just other people that have started that have that gift or whatever all of their i keep wanting to say parcel tongue but i mean what am i what do i mean tongues when they all of it is different all of it sounds different so i'm like are you just all in the same room just going you know just like making up wait shit? yeah what a tongue sound like no <laughs> i want to do it again i think she went Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think it's that uh, liminal state. You know what I mean? That kind of in between state between like, like you, you know, people go into trances when they go into parcel. Um, <laughs> parcel, <laughs> too. you know, parcel. <laughs> um, but yeah, like a lot of people who like, you know, go into meditation, prayer, mm -hmm. magic users, people who like even experiment with like um, uh, possession on purpose. <laughs> um, they like they're taken over. You know what I mean? Um, well, and that actually is the second experience that I had in the house Yeah, was the person I saw outside the window again from our bedroom, uh, and again from like what I would call a liminal state. Um, and I don't normally see things and I saw a, and this was detailed. This was actually a very detailed thing I saw. I saw a soldier, uh, in like civil war uniform walking outside in our yard, which is how I then found out that we were on the battlefront lines. I started doing research because I knew that the road we lived on is named McPherson. McPherson. Yeah. It's McPherson. <laughs> oh, is it McPherson? Yes, it's McPherson. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm Why sorry. are you so Mc... passionate about that? <laughs> no, Real no. civil war book because, here. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so JJ's from McPherson, Kansas. And so ever since... I can remember it's it's not McPherson because there's like a Fort McPherson and there's like General McPherson who died in during the war during the battle here here this is it yeah yeah, yeah the, the monuments up the street oh my god that's why it's, that's what she was about to say this is so crazy so it is McPherson Mc, you piece of crap no it's McPherson it's not because they even if you, you ever go to the, <laughs> if you ever go to the Cyclorama um they'll talk about him and they say McPherson yeah. and if you look up. At the town that's named after him. I'll buy it. It's spelled McPherson. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Pearson is more rad, though. I like the word fear in our street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because that's the street name, too. Oh, my God. My mind is blown. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So, uh, but basically, if you look at the, the lines, this is where the fight was. It, everything was destroyed. He died here? He d maybe not in this uh, around house, this but around this area. And I don't think it was him. Who, what I saw was a confederate. I saw a confederate ah, Okay, soldier. so that wasn't him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, but he was, and I didn't even see his face. I just saw him walking away. And that was it. Again, 
liminal state could have been sleepy who knows what that was but i don't say i've seen stuff unless i've seen stuff mm. because yeah. Devin has seen so many things and, and i'll accept that like up until a point i had never seen anything pretty normal for me like and the thing is like you know i i've seen things in this house i see things in other people's houses i don't really bring it up until until i see the same thing a bunch of times um or people start saying like oh i saw something like in this house, uh, I see this one guy. I like to call him '90s guy. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen him in a bit, but he's always like in '90s clothes, kind of like a little bit like I'm dressed now. I love that because I've had people be like, "I don't believe in ghosts because you never hear about current ghosts. They're always from the 1800s." But it's mm. cool to hear that a guy from the '90s yeah. is hanging around. That was oh, but that's it. I just wanted to cut in to say like, like um, I don't like you know I don't like go to Meredith and be like, "There's this stuff. There's this stuff. There's this stuff." Like. I really like keep most of it to myself until other people like start seeing stuff. And then, you know, you know, let's, I see if I compare notes and stuff like that. Have you guys ever, um, there's a website you can go to and see who's all died in your house. You guys- <gasps> really? oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What is it? I'll do it now. I, I, yeah, I, know, just, right now. I know it exists. It may cost money, but if it's not much, I might be willing to do it for this house. Cause I would be curious. I at least want to know who nineties guy was. Like <laughs> Sometimes I think, and that's why, what, what I, my idea about Meredith's dream is like, uh, Meredith's very intuitive, whether uh, she knows it or not, because she attracts things to her for better or worse. Johnny D is very intuitive. Cole is very intuitive. I'm very intuitive. If you stick enough people like that into a place, it just starts attracting things, which is why when she got pregnant with like Ren and right when Ren was born, like things just started going off. What's up, everybody? This is Noah Daniels. You just listened to part one of the episode we recorded at Meredith and Devin's Haunted House. It was a really crazy episode. Make sure you tune in next Monday as you'll hear part two of this episode. Pretty crazy, guys. We have an actual supernatural occurrence on the episode. Until then, keep it spooky. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.